BYU Football Media. Time now to talk with the Cougars defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Doing well. Looking good with the suit, the sport coat even today. I I, I thought we were on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Us too, but it's a long story. (laughs) All right, so it's year four now, and, you know, you're you're progressing, you're building a program, but you're an independent, and the schedule is growing at the same time. How are those two things matching up in your mind right now as the schedule gets pretty tough this year? You know, part of the question that you're asking I, I'm, it's, is above my, above my pay grade. We just kind of, uh, on our side of the ball, line them up and, and knock them down. So we actually ran into, um, God, this name slipped in my mind, old Fresno coach. Pat Hill? Pat Hill. So we ran into Pat Hill a couple weeks ago, and, and Pat Hill was talking about our schedule, and, and uh, we said, we're taking the Pat Hill approach. Yeah, anybody, anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And so that's, you know, I, I, I think for us, for our team, we're really, really excited about the schedule. Love that uh, we're playing a lot of these these uh, uh, tough teams out east, um, and I think it's going to be good for us. Pat Hill, if you don't remember, used to say, anytime, yeah. anywhere. That was his mm-hmm. line. And, yeah. man, they flocked. The fans flocked to him for saying that. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah, he actually uh, he, he followed through with that, uh, that legacy. Mm-hmm. Fresno was known for playing tough teams. <laughs> and BYU, obviously, known right off the start with the start of the season. You guys are playing a ton of tough teams. Uh, as I look at your defense, you've got a lot of experience, in, depending on who you want to name starters. I mean, I can name up to eight, nine guys. As returners, uh, a couple of guys that you're going to miss is obviously up front with the big Kafusi kid and the linebacker, Mr. Taki Taki, who both of those guys were big-time players. So right off the bat, who are you looking forward to to see who can possibly replace those guys? I think the the competition at linebackers is going to be really good. They're just all young. Um, but uh, we've got a couple of backers that uh, – you know, had a good spring. One that was with us that wasn't here the spring that came back, that'll be with us. Um, and uh, the backer spot, I think, is going to be the one that's going to be hardest to replace. I I love where Devin Kafusi's at right now, as far as just his progress and what, what he's going to be, as far as replacing Corbin. Um, you know, just a couple inches shorter, but kind of yeah. still the same guy. Yes, will you ever run out of Kafusis to replace a Kafusi? I hope not. That's the recruiting <laughs> philosophy. The sign Kafusis, just wherever they are. Yeah. <laughs> Keep taking them. But, uh, no, you know, Peyton Wilgar is a kid that's coming back that's going to compete. You know, Jackson, uh, Jackson Kafusi is another one that, that'll, that'll – a young guy that's competing. Max Tooley. I mean, we've got a lot of young backers that we're really excited about. And uh, I think as those guys figure it out this year – um, we're going to have a special group of backers, just the core backers, so for the next couple of years. You know, it's interesting the way the independent schedule is constructed. You have so many big games in a row right at the start. You're going to have to rotate guys to keep them fresh going through that tough opening month. How deep do you think you are with guys you're absolutely sure about, and then is there another group that you're pretty sure about? And I think the question um, – you know, for us, really for the last few years as well as this year, is always going to be how deep can we go with the corners. Um, that's that's a question that's still kind of out there for us. Lo- I love the depth of the backers. It's just the youth that concerns me right now. And I think um, I, I don't I don't necessarily maybe think the concern is the right w- word, but just um, you know, we need fall camp to kind of have those guys start to just get better and and get to where they need to be. But the corners is always going to be the concern, I think, with us and the way that we recruit and just the type of kid that we can get here. 
and uh, you know, love the guys that are here. I think that we do have more depth now than we have in the past, but it's uh, I think it's still kind of the corner safety um, backfield is, is where we want to make sure that we've got the proper depth. So you speak of youth at the linebacker position, but at that secondary, uh, I think you can run out at least three seniors there, so you have a fair amount of experience. That seniors at the, at the safety spot, um, with at, at the corner spot, you know, there's... Uh, we got Wilcox. We do have Wilcox. We do have Wilcox. He should be a senior by now. It seems like he's been around for a long time. He's, he's been around. Yeah, this will be his fourth year. He's, yeah. He played with us the first year that we got here. Right. He is, he's, uh, he's a phenomenal player. He's a big-time player for us. And we've got, you know, Isaiah Heron is another young guy that's competing at corner, as well as um, D'Lo, um, you know... Um, Keenan Ellis, there's 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 some names out there. It's just we don't go as deep as we do at the backers and the D line. D line, I think is really deep. The backers is deep, but just young. Um, we're not as deep at the in the secondary, but we do. Like you mentioned, we do have guys that we're excited about and guys that we're relying on to come in and and uh, lead for us. How many defensive linemen do you have uh, that you can count on? I think we can go three deep, like comfortably. And uh, three deep, maybe three and a half deep, comfortably. Yep. Are you committed to the three-four? No, no. We're we're a base four-four-three or four-two-five, and uh, we'll we'll dabble a little bit just depending on the week, as far as just our schemes. And we do 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 all of it, but we're based we're based out of a four-down front. When you have time in the off season, a lot of teams like to prepare for three teams. Uh, three or four, four opponents are Pac-12, so we have some awareness of them here. We see them, we follow them. But Tennessee's kind of a mystery. What have you learned looking at film in Tennessee? What, what can you tell your fans about the Volunteers? Because you've got to go there week two. Yeah, you know, I think, I think they're uh, – I would label them as multiple on offense, but still I would uh, – I, I think that they're a little bit more of a spread personality than they are a power personality. And so, um, you know, I think you're starting to see a lot of the, the teams, the SEC, start to go that way. And, you know, you normally when you'd say Alabama, you think those guys are going to line up and just pound it right down. But the, the, they throw more than anything, right? And they still run the ball, obviously. But I think, I think Tennessee's got a, a similar personality to that. I think they're probably a pass-first offense than they are run. But, um, you know, with, with so many questions about them, um, I think that they have a lot of guys coming back. I think that year two is always obviously better than year one. I think they're going to be surprisingly better um, than I don't know what they're ranked right now as far as just preseason in the SEC or anything. But I think that they've got a team that can be pretty competitive and, and surprise a lot of people. What are you going to do with Chaz Ayu? Chaz is going to play where Fred Warner played. He's, he's playing the, our flashback, our field backer. And uh, he's, he's got the athleticism and the toughness to play our boundary backer as well, but that's where he's going to play for us. So he's done uh, on the back end? Playing safety? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So some of these terms of linebacker, people aren't as aware of what the responsibilities are. What are you asking a flashbacker to do? So, so in our defense, uh, really w- the reason why I said four two five because because I think we've got – uh, two backers that are true backers. Mm-hmm. Our flashbacker, where Fred Warner played and Zane Anderson played, that's really a safety, right? It's a bigger safety. It's a guy that can still show up in the run, but have the ability to play man-to-man um, with matchups that that you still feel comfortable about. And so that's why, you know, Chaz being on there, we can still say, hey, you're a safety, but he's playing um, lower in the box is really what it is. Okay. So it's still a four-two-five, and so that's why you'll see guys like Zane, like Fred, guys that have the ability to run, Chaz. Um, still playing that, playing that position, and so 
mean, that's where he fits for us. You know, you spent some time uh, at various programs in the state, but obviously you spent some time at Utah, and they've been able to go out and get guys uh, from the uh, defensive backfield, a kid like a Jalen Johnson recruited by everybody in their dog, and say, hey, you come here, we'll get you into the NFL. Uh, you've got a little bit of a run at linebacker, and then also, too, in the defensive backfield, you've been playing a bunch of younger guys, and now a couple of them have grown up and now seniors. When you go out and recruit, how much are you being able to use that to your advantage, guys? Look at the just just in the last few years from Van Noy all the way up to Taki Taki, and so you come here, you start linebacker. The NFL is certainly going to take a look at you, and then also too, you're a young kid. We need you in the defensive backfield, and so you got a couple things going. You've been able to cash in and use that as a recruiting tools. We have, we have. I think uh, Coach Lamb, uh, Coach Guilford have done done a phenomenal job with it. Coach Hadley, just as far as our our niche, and uh, you know, finding the type of kid that we think number one fits here is gonna is gonna thrive in this in this environment, as well as a kid that might be a little bit more of a stretch for somebody else. You know, so there's there's a lot of kids will come in and and we like because of the measurables, how tall they are, how long, how fast they're running. Might not be the best high school player, but you know, and even sometimes their high school coaches like, you know, he's a great kid, but he he's he's not the best player on our team. That's the kind of kid that we're looking for, the kind of kid that we can project to be something. And um, you know, other schools just aren't interested in that type of guy. They're interested in the ones that are balling out now, that uh, have those measurables, obviously. And but uh, you know, I think I think it takes a talent, it takes an eye uh, to find the specific type of kid that can fit here, that can fit in our system. And, uh, you know, Coach Lamb, Coach Guilford, uh, Coach Hadley, they've done a really good job with that. When you're looking for those diamonds in the rough, how much can you spread out and find them? It takes some digging. They're not the easiest guys to find. So I don't know because I don't do it. But logically, I would think you'd have to concentrate on a few areas, Utah, Idaho, Arizona. Can can you spread beyond that and find those guys? Those type of guys, um, we, we feel we need to stay closer to just really Arizona and straight down I-15. I mean, we, we feel like we can find those kids. Um, number one, trying to find them in the state of Utah before we go out, and then obviously uh, getting into Vegas, into Southern California and Northern California. And other than that, I mean, uh, you start to get kind of spread out thin. Yeah. But uh, we've, I, you know, the areas that we're in right now think that we've done a good job finding those type of kids, identifying those kids. And uh, I think we'll we'll continue to recruit that way. Um, at least for now, just with the type of kids that we're finding. There's, there's always kids. There's a, you know, the Andrade kid that we signed out of Colorado. His, there was a connection there with Coach Roderick and his uncle, as well as just his. I mean, he was a track guy, yeah. and and uh, those are the kind of kids that we're looking for. If for, in BYU's situation, is early commitment is it an absolute necessity? Um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't think it's an absolute necessity, but I think that it's a gauge as far as just the type of kid that's going to fit here. Um, you know, what, what we've seen just, just through the last few years is the kind of kid that we've got to continue to recruit to, to convince, you know, to convince not to go elsewhere. Um, it, it almost feels like you're, uh, they're going to get here and feel like we owe them something, but, and, and it's not that, and it's not that uh, we don't want them here, but it's just the kind of kid that's going to, that's going to thrive in the classroom. That's going to live the honor code and do really well. Those are the ones just want to be here. They want this. And I think it's, it's a place that you want, to, you're going to need to want to be here. Um, if you're just kind of getting tricked or, or, or getting recruited to get here, um, I, you know, not, not that it doesn't work, but, 
but uh, we've seen it uh, more often than not just uh, not work out for that type of kid. And so we want early commitment. It's the type of kid that grew up wanting to be here, that's got BYU on his wallpaper, and, and uh, we know is going to come here and do a really good job. And, uh, and, and that's the kind of kid that we think we need to get. And a lot of times it is early commitment. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a kid that's, that's committed early and then ends up saying, you know what, I'm interested in something else. And, and we may or may not be interested in going down that route. And sometimes we just kind of let them go and, and uh, look for the next guy. So is the uh, handicap under 15 yet? Um, by the end of summer, I'll be at about a 14, I think. Sweet. But uh, that's improvement right there. I am you know, slowly getting there. <laughs> yesterday, so I, I changed a couple things in my swing. Yesterday, I was so bad. Preston Hadley's just starting up. He beat me. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. I talked to him over the summer. Bro. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. already's already starting to spread the news. <laughs> hey, I beat him. No, so you know, it, it's it's getting there. I'm changing a couple things. Not not liking where I was yesterday, but I think in the long run, okay. I'll start to reel in a little bit more. Yeah. So and then you got to put the clubs away for months at a time, which is the absolute wrong way to get good at golf. So when you pick them up again. When the season's over and the recruiting's done and you finally have a chance, how much slippage is there and how much do you just want to bat yourself on the forehead? I'll, I'll probably be in the low 20s when I pick it back up and then reel it back, it back in by the end. Well, maybe you should uh, out at the practice field, if guys aren't doing what they are supposed to do, just chip balls at them. <laughs> I don't think I'll hit them. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, keep them on their toes, though. They won't know where it's going. <laughs> They'll stand still. They'll be like, everyone stand still. He won't hit you. <laughs> BYU defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, joining us for a few minutes. Coach, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Good luck. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good luck. DJ and PK, the passing game coordinators, coming up. A-Rod, Aaron Roderick will be here in about 15 minutes. Stay with us.